Hi there, this is Wade Kipley, and you are listening to Wednesday with Wade. Now, 2020 is, for the lack of a better word, crazy. Teachers are seeing the craziness firsthand this fall. Every Wednesday, I'm going to dialogue with a teacher about learning, about teaching, leading, living, and growing in a year unlike any other. So, join me and my guest every Wednesday on Wednesday with Wade. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Wade here. This is episode 17. Um, I say every every episode is special, um, but this one is special because I've actually got two of my former students and future teachers. Uh, we've had all current teachers or past teachers. Uh, this episode, we're going to have a, a couple future teachers, uh, one being Harrison Armstrong, the pride of Black Hills State and recent grad. And uh, also with her, is Stephanie Nelson. She is a jackrabbit, so she is automatically awesome. And they are, um, Harrison just graduated. Stephanie is on her way. She is in um, the process of student teaching right now. So uh, Harrison, Stephanie, how are we doing tonight? Really good. <laughs> Fantastic. It's blizzarding outside, but you know, the roads are still drivable. It's not frozen over yet. <laughs> that they are. So um, so Christmas breaks, as, as the years go on, are going to be much different for you guys. Um, it's going to be, you know, maybe you guys are feeling that a little bit. You, you, have, to, you have to decompress, rest, relax. Um, as a teacher, these, these 10 days or so or whatever are, are huge to be able to get, get through the spring. So maybe you guys are feeling that a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lots right. of midday naps for me. <laughs> yes, this, this is the time you can get them. So. So get them. Let's uh, let's start with Harrison. Harrison, kind of talk about your journey uh, to to you know find yourself in uh, the teaching arena. You just graduated, just got done student teaching. So kind of go back to whenever that moment was that you thought you know teaching might be for me, and um, just kind of talk about that journey to where you are. So the moment I knew I wanted to be a teacher, I was a first grade student actually. And my teacher was, she was awesome. I remember she loved Clifford, the big red dog. And every day she was like, I think back now and her energy level was just like, I don't know how first grade teachers or kindergarten teachers or second grade teachers, I don't know how they do it. They're like the best actors and actresses in the entire world because you have to have so much energy and patience. And so I just remember loving going to school every single day to see my teacher because she was just happy and I remember one specific math lesson we were talking about shapes and we were talking about circles and how you could divide up circles and we were trying to do thirds which as a first grader you're like whatever I don't get it and I remember I I was the cool student that was able to figure out that it looked like a peace sign to get it to equally divide into thirds And so I got to go up and explain that to my class. And after that, I was like, this is really fun. I kind of like being in front of the classroom. And ever since then, I've kind of assumed I would be a teacher. My mom's a teacher. Both my grandparents were teachers. I have aunts and uncles that were teachers. So it's kind of in my bloodline, I would say, at this point that I just always wanted to be a teacher. And then every few years, I had another teacher that I would just fall absolutely in love with going to their classroom like I loved one of my sixth grade language arts teachers 
my seventh grade math teacher, my eighth grade history teacher. And then of course I got to high school and like Mrs. Vogt, I, I adored that woman. And so there was just always a teacher that was like, hey, I wanna be that to somebody. I wanna be that person that makes kids, you know, love coming to school. Cause I've noticed, especially during student teaching, this is about the age where a lot of kids flip that switch and they don't love coming to school anymore. They start to, you know, despise it. I don't like using that word, but they don't always want to come to school anymore. So I want to be that teacher that, you know, even if they're eighth graders or seventh graders, they're like, yeah, I want to go to school and I want to go to Miss Armstrong's class and learn whatever. But I just, I wanted to be a teacher since I was seven years old. So oh, yeah. Wow. Yes, you, you knew early. I did. It sounds like you were just really proud of yourself that you you were the one that knew. Oh, I was. I was like, I, I can figure this out. I was so proud of that's, my seven-year-old Harrison. That's awesome. And uh, shout out to uh, Liz Vogt. We're actually birthday buddies. So, um, yeah, Mrs. Vogt, one of the best at uh, T.F. Riggs High School in Pierce, South Dakota, no doubt. All right, let's transition to Stephanie. Same thing for you, your journey. Um, my um, realization came a little bit later. It came in high school. Um, I was actually involved with the Gov2Gov program. Um, I was placed in Miss Postma's room, her geometry class, to just help out. And um, I definitely, in high school and really middle school, even elementary, but I've always shined in mathematics, and that's always been my area of interest and what I love. Um, but I don't know if I ever really considered teaching it until um, I got into Miss Postman's classroom. And I figured I would just, I don't know, really just help and maybe mentor some students. And um, it turned into, she asked me one day if I wanted to teach the lesson um, the next day. And I said, uh, really? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, um, here's my notes. And I, you know, took it home and I figured stuff out on my computer. And the next day I got up in front of the class. I hooked it up to the projector and I taught and um, she, she never once came up. She, you know, if, if there was something she would, you know, maybe just add a little note or whatever, but she let me have control. And at the end, um, I taught them a whole lesson and I talked to her afterwards and I, you know, she's like, how did you feel about that? And I was like, I loved it. Like I felt comfortable. Um, I, I love, you know, I was teaching, students who are either my age, a year younger. Um, and it was like, yeah, I can do this. Um, so yeah, that was definitely the moment where I was like, okay, I love math and I really love teaching. And so I put them together and um, I, I've been very blessed. I, I think about it in my college career right now. Um, I've never changed my major. I've never really thought about it. And I've always felt very confident in my schooling and in my path and getting to this student teaching um final year it's like holy crap this is what i was meant to do and i'm so glad that i knew it early on in life um it's really been such a blessing that's amazing and that's that's rare i'm sure you guys see it with uh, some of your friends that have probably changed their course um two three four times um that's really cool i remember um, and was, did you say it was a geometry class? Yeah. Postmas. Yep. And I remember, I remember you telling me that, um, it's been a while now, but, um, and that, uh, I can tell you from being a teacher, the amount of, of trust, um, and, uh, 
you know, confidence that she had to see in you to do that, that or she was just really lazy. Um, but I, I would assume it's the first. Um, but yeah, that's that's big props to you that she was, you know, she had the trust and confidence in you to to do that. And like you said, you're you're uh, you're up in front of 20 kids that are basically the same age as you, which is not. Um, oh my easy gosh, to God do. bless you! I could not do that. Yeah, that's, uh, that definitely isn't easy. So. Awesome. Shout out to, uh, to gov to gov Was that, uh, were you guys juniors? We were your juniors. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Good. Um, good times. Okay. Let's transition. Uh, you guys wanted to talk a little bit about, um, your student teaching experience. So, um, I'm just going to let you guys take the lead. Um, I'm trying to remember it's been a while since mine. Um, man, life goes by fast guys. It's my ninth year of teaching. Um, anyway, I'm just talking about myself now. Let's, uh, let's talk about you guys, your student teaching experience. Uh, whoever wants to start, go for it. Um, a little bit of background, I guess, is I, um, I, Stephanie, am <laughs> currently student teaching in Elkton, South Dakota. It's about 20 minutes east of Brookings. Um, it's a small town. <laughs> um, I'm from here. I'm used to, you know, a, a bigger high school. It's not a Sioux Falls high school, but I'm not used to 20 kids in a class, um, you know. And so I've I've loved the small town feel. Um, it's been a really great experience for me so far. Um, I am doing both middle and high school math. I have two classes of seventh graders, and then I have an algebra one, algebra two, um, and two geometry classes. And there's also an applied math class, which is um, a group of Spanish speaking students, which has been super interesting and just great exposure for me. Um, but so as you can see, I have all sorts of classes, all sorts of levels and ages, which is really fun. Um, I'm with two different clinical educators, um, Mrs. Melissa Erickson and Mrs. Robin Hemmen. And they've honestly been very great, very trusting. Um, they, you know, I, this first semester has been part-time, so I only come two days, I've, I only came two days a week, and um, they honestly, they <coughs> let me get the most out of my experience. Um, by the second day of me being there, I was teaching classes. Um, my, my, uh, my peers were amazed <laughs> that in the first week I had already taught several classes. There, there's days where I'm teaching half or more of the classes, in that first semester, which was really fun. Um, <coughs> Sorry, so, I need some water. <laughs> so, and then this second semester, I'll be full-time where I go every day. Um, the commute has not been bad. Um, there was only a couple days where the weather wasn't very good. But like I said, my clinical educators are great and they, they just care that I make it safely. Um, so I'm, praying that this next semester has just as good as weather yeah. <laughs> because I definitely have to get used to going every day. Yeah. Knock on wood. And how's uh, you able to wake up in time to get there in time? Yeah, I actually established a, a routine that on Tuesday and Thursdays, I got up and I went to the gym. Nice. Before, and I was, so I was getting up at five o'clock. Oh I know it was... <laughs> And I showered and I ate and I got dressed and I was on the road by like 730 because I don't have to be there by till eight, which is really nice. Um, but 
I don't know. I've been sleeping in a lot over break. <laughs> yep. Sleep schedules are definitely yeah. screwed up. So I do have a job. I'm working at DCI um, as an intern, um, which has been super fun, super different um, for me. I work there this summer and I'm working for them over break. So I do have to get up by eight. Um, well, even earlier, but it, it is a struggle. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good for you. That's, that's tough. If you keep that yep. up, good job. Thanks. All right, Harrison, let's talk about yours. All right. So I'm from Pierre, like Stephanie is, and I chose to actually come back to Pierre to student teach. So I'm up at Kennedy Elementary in fifth grade. And my situation was special because I worked under Ann Noise. She was my seventh grade math teacher. And so I got to step back and do the teacher side of things with her now, which was it was kind of hard at first, I'm not going to lie, because I loved her. She was one of my favorite teachers. And so as a student teacher, you want to do things well right away. And that is not how anything goes when you're student teaching. You learn a lot. But I was kind of like, Stephanie, I think I sat and observed for one day. And then I started slowly doing things. I was like, I, I don't want to sit in the back of the classroom. Like, let me do something. Rather, it's copies, starting a language arts lesson, bell work whatever. Um, our situation was nice because they work in compartments here. And so I taught language arts to our homeroom. And then I would actually teach math three times a day. So I would just do it to all three classes. So I had the entire fifth grade rotating in and out about 70 kids and then math intervention and reading intervention. So that was kind of nice on the prep side of things. I got good at prepping a math lesson. And then by the third time I taught it, I was really good at teaching it. But one thing that Ann did that really, really helped me is she would actually leave when I would teach because I would get, you know, sometimes you get stuck and you're not sure how to answer a kid's questions. Well, if nobody else is in the room, you got to figure it out for yourself. And so she would leave for almost the whole day. And that helped me, I guess, grow a lot, especially in like my questioning skills. I was I was terrified to answer kids' questions. <laughs> if they were very like direct and an obvious answer, I'd be like, well, I don't know what they're asking, but I don't know. I figured it out over the last 16, 18 weeks that I was here, but okay. I love, I love this classroom. There you go. And there, and listeners obviously can't see this, but uh, she's actually in, so this, that was the, you're in the room right now. We're on Zoom. Uh, you're in the room that you student taught in. That is correct. correct. Yes. Okay. Man. Yeah, I was telling her before we started uh, recording, she must really love this place if uh, <laughs> if she's there randomly right now. Anyway, a uh, couple questions for you guys on the student teaching side. Um, as you guys teach more and more, you're going to accumulate more and more stories. So I have to ask, um, do you guys have a memorable story so far? Because when you work with kids, uh, weird stuff is going to happen. So um, do you guys have a, a memorable moment from your student teaching experience so far? Um, yes, I have a couple, but I will share probably my favorite one that happened just a few weeks ago. So I was starting to transition back out of, so Anne could take back over full time. So I got the kids started. It was during our afternoon math class. And so I got the kids through fluency, which is basically like their warm up and like a practice problem before they dive into the new concept development. 
And so I got them through that. And then I went back to our like document camera area in the back of the room to get our workbook open, whatever. And so Anne's up at the front and starts taking over. And she puts her hand up and she goes, hold on, I can't breathe. And I'm, I, I was very confused. I was like, what is going on? And she goes over to the window and starts cranking it open. And I realized that the groups right by her all are starting to put on their masks and start like wafting their hands in front of their face. <laughs> and then she goes and opens up another window. And she like, Anne is a very, very tough person. And so she just doesn't react to a lot of stuff. And she's like dying. Like she's like, she can't talk. She's like, I can't breathe. This is horrible. So obviously a kid had farted and it was like, I was like, she's overreacting. Like, it cannot possibly be that bad. So I go up to just get some hand sanitizer, open up, like, the door, and <laughs> it, it was the worst smell I have probably ever smelled. It was Ouch. so bad. We actually ended up having to take the kids out of the room because some of them were like, my stomach hurts. I think I might throw up. So we had to leave, and we had to go on a, per se, field trip down to the cafeteria walk a lap while it's airing out and it's like 30 degrees outside before we could bring them back into this classroom it was it was so bad but so funny now you, did a horse fart like how is this even possible a, a i don't know i was like how can a body that size produce something that smells that bad and i even like i went and looked at the like lunch menu to see if it was like chili or something like nothing I, we have no idea it was so bad though that reminds me i think it was actually i'm scrolling through facebook today and i think it might have been because of one of you two or both of you um like this video uh, the zoom video of a teacher <laughs> letting one rip was that I you guys you... Yeah. and the kids go what is <laughs> Yep, that so, was definitely Stephanie taked me in that earlier. Okay. Yep. I was gonna say I thought I saw that and I thought I remember seeing your guys' names. That was uh, that was pretty comical. Uh, the kids laughing. After <laughs> what it in happened. the yellow shirt killed me? That was that was good. <laughs> and the teacher, obviously, I don't. Did she think she was on mute or something? Well, I think she tried to. I don't she, she like she, just she like, paused, paused and didn't say anything, and then I think one of the kids <laughs> asked, "What was that?" And so she starts laughing hysterically in the background. That's uh, yeah, that was that was something. I hope that was that real. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, let's check in. So yeah, there's there's for the listeners, there's this Zoom video of a teacher. What would you say those kids were? Probably second grade, third yeah. grade, yeah. maybe. Um, and she's, I don't know, I guess about to start a lesson or she's on zoom with these kids and she's just like sitting there and randomly just farts pretty loud, loudly. <laughs> and the kids are like, what was that? And then, and then everybody just lost it. It's, it's pretty good. All right. Stephanie, memorable moment you've had so far besides waking uh, up at five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's see, I would say um, one thing that has been a challenge, and I, I know teachers right now would agree with this, and student teachers right now would also agree with this, is classroom management. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> I am like, you know, I think I'm teaching older students for some, you know, reasons, just 
hopefully a little more maturity, so most of them, you know, just a little more togetherness, blah, blah, blah. Um, but classroom management is still an issue. And so one day I was trying to teach um, one of my classes and I, I love these students. Um, they're a little different than me than I was in high school. And I'm also learning that um, some of them just don't, you know, like school like I did, which is a reality. And um, I was teaching them and we were just not getting anywhere. Um, there was always a comment, someone talking, a joke, blah, blah. And finally I went, so-and-so, don't make me send you to the principal's office. And he goes, Miss Nelson, you have to try something else with, or you have to try something new. I've heard that way too many times. It's not gonna work on me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I just kind of laughed. I was like, well, <laughs> thanks for letting me know. But, and like, it's, it's hard and like one day I was subbing from one of my CEs and um, they were being so loud and I asked them to be quiet several times and I finally stood up at my desk and I did yell well I kind of yelled and I was like that's enough no more talking and some kid goes geez <laughs> and so then I was like okay so I sit back down they leave and I call my mom and I'm about to start crying <laughs> and I was like I'm so mean, you know, like, I, like, cause I don't want to be a mean teacher. My mom goes, what else were you going to do? She's <laughs> like, you're not mean. You know, you don't do this every day. It's okay. And I was like, okay, but it is hard. And I'm going to have to get used to these comments that come flying back at me. And I'm a pretty tough gal. I am, but it's just a harsh reality a little bit, but no, it's definitely in a sense, it's funny. Now I'm, I think it's kind of hilarious, honestly. And it's even hard sometimes because the students will say stuff that like doesn't necessarily lead to the most productive class, but they're kind of funny. Um, <laughs> and, and I, you know, I kind of, good thing I'm facing the board sometimes cause I can just kind of smile and they can't see me, <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely sometimes I have to just be like, okay, don't laugh, Stephanie, don't laugh. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. I think, uh, that's, that's one thing I, I struggled with early on in my teaching career because I kind of, I didn't necessarily want to be cool. I don't care about that. But, um, but yeah, you just, as a young teacher, you just tend to struggle with classroom management more. Um, when, when you get experience, you just, you've, you've been through it and you've, you've seen the same kind of kid more than once. So, um, so here's, here's something that I do and um, I've never had a kid actually take me up on it. Um, if there's just a kid, I rarely have a, a whole class, you know, be so bad that I want the whole class to leave. Granted, my first year at Washington, I had, I had a group that I will never forget. Anyway, I always tell the kids, you do not have to be here. And I just give them the invitation to literally just leave. Um, I've never had a kid do that. And they usually just shut up. Um, so I use, I don't, I can't use that one every day, obviously. Um, but that's something that's, that's, that's worked. I did have one kid though. Um, I think he could tell that I was on to him that he had just smoked weed and he smelled like it. That kid left, um, because he could figure <laughs> out that, that I knew that. So that's probably the only kid that's left my room, but yeah, I just let him go. You don't like, you don't have to be here. And, uh, they usually just shut up. So, so yeah, use, try, try that high school kids, elementary kids. I would okay. not do that because, <laughs> be like, okay, bye. Yeah, they, they can't take care of themselves and that might <laughs> no. end up bad, but, but yeah. 
Um, that's something that's that's worked for me. I don't really know how. I think it's just really weird and unique, and they don't know how to respond to it. This is the biggest thing on that. Okay, let's uh, let's transition. I got a few questions for you guys. Just as you know, you're about to become teachers. Uh, so my first question for you is, what are you most excited about? I'm most excited to have my own classroom. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, like student teaching and basically let me bring in my own decorations, own lesson plans, whatever. And she was very open, but I'm very excited to get my own file cabinet and start building all of that stuff and decorate a room and pick out seating charts. Like I'm just excited to have my own place that I can go to and make it like my second little school home. <laughs> Well, it seems like you've already done it with this room that you're in. <laughs> uh, more or less, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Stephanie? Um, I would say that's definitely something I'm excited about, too, um, just because that is, you know, that's just part of the job, and that's something unique that you get to have. I'm also excited to have the stress of planning out, like, a year full of like curriculum and play lesson plans and everything. I'm excited for that because I kind of like that. Um, my mind loves a good little challenge. And so it'll be fun for me to kind of play around with what we're going to do each day, each week, um, you know, say, oh, that I need to spend more time on that. And also it'll be fun as a new teacher to, in a sense, learn from my mistakes. Um, learn what like oh i thought this was going to go really well but it didn't <laughs> so let's adjust this and kind of just really develop myself as a teacher and find out where are those areas i need to improve and where are those areas that i can really shine in and um use to my ability gotcha love that and uh, i'll never forget so my first teaching job was obviously in peer and uh kelly gloat who i believe is still the superintendent yep, yep. Um, went into his office. I think he tries to meet with every new staff member every year, which is pretty cool. And I go in there, um, you know, talking to him about stuff. I honestly don't remember anything but this. <laughs> and uh, he told me the, the, you know, the best piece of advice I can give you, Wade, is just just be one day ahead of the kids. As long as you're one day ahead of the kids. Um, you're gonna you're gonna survive and especially as a as a first-year teacher you're just you're juggling everything um, everything's new um, and I really took that to heart and I uh, I kind of I'm on year nine and I kind of still remind myself of that um, because you try to you try to plan ahead and uh, especially with COVID and everything going on um, last year and this year um, just just make sure you're one day ahead of the kids. Don't feel like you have to be a week or two weeks or a month and have all these plans. Just, um, yeah, just make sure make sure you're ready for that day. Obviously, you don't want to make stuff up um, in the moment, but uh, yeah, be one day ahead, and I'll I'll never forget that advice. That was that was good. All right, uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back. I've got a couple more questions for them. Uh, this is Wednesday with Wade, episode 17 with Stephanie and Harrison. This is a shout out to all the gals, the guests and listeners of the show. Out of the infinite amount of things you could be doing with your time right now, you've decided to listen to this podcast. And I want you to know that really means a lot to me and I appreciate it. So thank you. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Hey, 
This message is for Steph Nelson. Steph, we wish you the best of luck as you start your teaching career. You will be fantastic. Steph was a nanny for my three kids for two summers. They absolutely adore her, had a wonderful time with her, and learned more than I ever could imagine. Best of luck, Steph. We love you. Stephanie was a wonderful tutor. She was patient and kind and had a wonderful way of making it fun for a 16-year-old boy. Hi, Harrison. This is Anna, best friend of so many, so many years. And I just wanted to thank you for all of the years you've been so consistent, been a light of joy and honesty and friendship and happiness in my life. And I know that it will continue for many more years to come. And I can't wait to see how that light shines in the classroom with all your kids and in any future endeavors that you go through. Thank you for the opportunity to give a shout out to my daughter, Steph Nelson. It's been fun to watch her on her journey to becoming a teacher. I've always been impressed with her personal commitment to excellence, but these last four years, it's really been fun to see her dedication to finding ways to be the best teacher she can. Her solid math foundation, coupled with her dedication and compassion, will make her an excellent teacher. This last year has been a trying time for teachers, and I love that none of that has deterred Stephanie from achieving her dream. Ladies, we are not just in a profession. We are in a vocation, and you will soon be using that calling. You will be using that calling to inspire new generations of young people. Keep inspiring. Keep loving it. Keep being called. This is Jay Mickelson, Pierce, South Dakota, Mr. Mick. Take care and spread the love of learning. We are back with Stephanie and Harrison talking about um, student teaching, teaching. They are future teachers. Uh, wish you guys the best of luck uh, getting your first job. It took me, I think Pierre was my fifth interview. Um, so I was told no, and you're not good enough a few times, but that was actually, that was actually good. Um, so if you don't, if it takes a little while, it's okay. Um, just a heads up on that. Uh, so I asked them before the break, what, uh, what they're excited about, uh, now going to go the other side of the coin. What, uh, maybe what's something you're nervous about or, uh, kind of dreading maybe. Um, so as I mentioned, I loved school and I still do. And I love math. <laughs> um, I'll scream it from the rooftops. Um, and my brother <laughs> is currently a freshman this year at SUSU. I love him. Um, but in high school, he, you know, he, he enjoyed the social aspect of school. Um, but he's never like quite loved the content part of it. Um, more so than some kids some students, but my mom always goes to, always went to me, Stephanie, how are you going to deal with students like this? And I'm like, mom, I'll, I'll figure it out when I get there. Like not now. <laughs> um, but that is honestly a big challenge and something that I know that like right now, student teaching, it doesn't necessarily completely fall on me. Um, but when I'm a teacher next year by myself, like I, I'm not willing to watch these kids just suffer on their own. Um, I, I just don't have that in my heart. 
Um, and so I, I know that I'll try, I'll try my hardest to help them to improve their grades, to just improve their self-esteem um, in school. But I, it is going to be hard <laughs> to figure out how I can reach each student um, to the best of my ability. I know I realistically, I can't reach every student fully, but um, just figuring out what drives students, what, um, what makes them want to learn, what gets them engaged, what, what makes them want to be there. Um, because, you know, I'm seeing that a little bit in my students I have right now, some of them. Um, and I just, like I said, you know, it's been a reality that not every student is like me. And I knew that that was going to be the case. But now it's time for me to kind of dig down deep and figure out who those students are and what really makes them them and how can I how can I meet them halfway um, and work with them to figure that out. Yep. And that uh, if you figure out the perfect answer to that, you will become rich. So yes, that, uh, I'll work on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that is that is tough, and I'm I'm guessing you guys are starting to see that. It's 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 such it's not a 180, but it's you know, you're a math person. It's like a 178.5 when you go from being a student to actually teaching. And it goes from, okay, I'm just worried about myself and, you know, getting A's and passing classes and blah, blah, blah. But then once you become a teacher, it's like, oh, I am trying to positively influence every person in this room. I'm not just worried about myself. And man, that that's tough. And it, it can be overwhelming at times. And, um, and it's it's crazy what kids bring um, to school every single day with what's going on at home. Um, right. And if you can, if you can just be a positive influence, um, and if you if you teach them some math on top of that, that's uh, sometimes a bonus. But you gotta you gotta kind of take that a day at a time too, because um, yeah, when you got so many kids with so much going on, um, it can be tough, definitely tough to reach them all. So. Uh, it's a daily battle, daily grind, but uh, it's the reason teachers teach. So, Harrison, your uh, your thing that you're a little nervous about. I would say probably engagement from my students. Like Stephanie said, I loved school since the first day of school, and I still love waking up and going to school every single day. And I know that's not the case for a lot of kids coming to school, especially the older they get. And so I always like to find outside like learning activities. I like to turn anything I can into a game for my students. I call it gamifying stuff. And there comes a point where you can't always gamify a lesson. You know, you have to stick to a book and really crank out a lesson with kids. And so that's hard for me because Pinterest was invented too soon. And I sit <laughs> on my phone at Pinterest, our teachers pay teachers, and I find all these amazing resources that I want to use with my students and that just doesn't and that that does keep them engaged but I can't go find worksheets and make every single lesson this amazing time in my classroom and I've learned that some days you just have to get out a good textbook and keep rolling and I think I just want to figure out a way how to keep my students engaged on those days when it's not always you know fun and running around the room and getting to pick your partner and I I'm trying to figure out how to make those days more exciting for my students where they still want to come in and oh like it's okay we're just doing this today and they still want to come and they still want to be here so that's what I'm working on gotcha and that's that's also not uh, not easy not easy to do like you there's 180 days not all 
180 are going to be super duper Fun. amazing. Um, one thing, and I don't even necessarily do that great of a job at this. Um, but one piece of advice I'd have would be, you know, try to create rituals that kids look forward to. You know, I don't know if you have one thing you do on Monday, one thing you do on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, etc., or whatever, but, um, you know, and kids are going to love gym day or art day or whatever, whatever day that comes in elementary school. But, but yeah, you can't, like you said, you can't gamify everything. That's something I do too. Um, have you ever, you guys, this is probably the craziest thing I've done this year. Um, you guys watch Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon at all? Yeah. Okay. There's uh there's a game he plays called uh, egg Russian roulette. You guys know what that is? No. So it's uh, he plays with somebody else. I do this on my own for obvious reasons, but um, you have a carton of eggs, dozen eggs, and an X amount are are cooked, and an X amount are still raw. So what I have done in the past is, I think, I'm trying to remember how many I had raw still, maybe like two or three of the twelve. And uh, I put up like a, a grammar question on the board. And if they get it right, they get to pick an egg. And then I slam it over my head. Oh my um, gosh. And so there's, a, there's a couple that are raw and I just get yolk all over <laughs> myself. Um, the first day of school I did, uh, uh, what was that game called? Water War. Um, I can't remember what I did exactly, but if they got a question right, they got to take a glass of water and chuck it in my face. Um, I thought that would be really fun, but I think I learned because of the fact that they didn't, they didn't know me very well. It was kind of awkward for them on the first day. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you got to try these things. You got to have fun. And um, yeah. Anyway, I forgot what we were even talking about, but that's where it went. Okay. Last, uh, <laughs> Last question for you guys, and then we'll uh, we'll go to the one big thing. Um, so we talked about what you're excited about, what you're nervous about. What uh, what are you curious about? What's something you haven't maybe experienced that you know you're going to have to, and you're just kind of wondering, okay, what's what's that going to be like? Paperwork. Oh my gosh, paperwork. There's so much stuff to keep track of and update. And like I've gotten good using like our lesson plan, like it's called plan book, that platform or like entering grades, but just keeping data on every student and then you get a new student. And then especially right now you have three go to online and you have one come back two weeks later. And I just want to know how the heck I'm supposed to keep track of all this paper and data on students in a manner where I'm not crazy and digging through piles for three hours at a time. Mm -hmm. That come uh, that comes with experience. You'll uh, you'll figure it out. Um, yeah, that's just one of those things you just have to experience to to figure out what works what works for you. Um, having be able to do grades online is is very nice. I know some people that like to do it, you know, in a book and online, just in case something happens online. I'm not like that. If if something happened, I'm screwed, and everybody gets A's. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you'll 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 figure it out. Stephanie, what do you got? Oh, I'm yeah. Um, I guess for me, this is a little more math oriented. Um, <laughs> I have so in my methods class that I took this last semester, we really focused on 
um, activities and manipulatives in higher level math courses, which is new to me because um, I never even used that when I was in school. But um, so I guess what I would like to just kind of find out more about and use more of our manipulatives in high school math classes. And um, I really I really think this is applicable to any math classes. Um, I think starting even in elementary school, we should be using more manipulatives because I am learning that um, students see things in so many different ways. Um, you know, I could give a math problem and I could have 10 different students explain it differently to me. And so manipulatives are really um, helpful in having students explain their reasoning and show why they think something is the way it is, even if it's wrong. Um, it helps teachers find those misconceptions and find ways to correct it. Or, you know, maybe I, maybe I taught it in a way that was really misleading. And so I need to correct that myself. So personally, I think um, manipul manipulatives is something that I would love to just investigate a little bit more. No, not a little bit, a lot more <laughs> and figure out how I can make that, um, make that a uh, core component in my classroom. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, transitioning. Oh, one, uh, one other thought that I had before we get to the one big thing. I think probably the biggest, I don't know what noun to use. Um, biggest impact that you guys are going to find once you get your own classroom and you're, you're teaching your own students that um, you can't really be taught um, in a class, you just have to experience, is uh, the impact that your students' parents are going to have. Um, you guys both have great parents. I had great parents. And not all of your kids um, are going to have that. And um, seeing that for the first time is, is going to kind of tug at your heartstrings and it's going to um, it's going to make you realize that you're going to have to work harder for some kids um, because of what they have, what they have going on outside of outside of your classroom. So uh, that's definitely one thing that I wasn't really prepared for um, and still struggle with at times because you wonder how how can I care so much more about this kid's education um, than their parents do? And that's that's one thing that's that's hard to hard to juggle sometimes. So, so that would be something that uh, just kind of be prepared for, and maybe you're starting to see it a little bit with where you are right now. Okay, let's transition to the one big thing. This is my favorite favorite part of the podcast. Uh, the one thing you guys want your students to remember and to put into action. Harrison, we'll start with you. Mine would be to create relationships with people. One of the things that I did when I started student teaching, you know, it's scary being the student teacher coming into a classroom. You're that second teacher, you're young, they can sense you're nervous sometimes. And so I wrote a personalized letter to each one of my kids, decorated it and mailed it to their house. And I didn't just write a generic, you know, hi, I'm Miss Armstrong. I'm going to be your student teacher. You know, I'm so glad you're in my class. I waited until something very specific happened with each kid. And then I would write them their letter. Like, I remember one girl, I was like, hey, thanks for being the first kid to raise their hand in their class on the first day of school. That takes guts. I really appreciated that. Or I wrote on one kid, 
Thanks for showing me a picture of your dog and remembering that I like dogs too. Something that I could connect with them with. And like last week on my last day of student teaching, I had multiple kids come up to me and be like, hey, just so you know, if you want to write me another letter, I wouldn't mind that. I still have it in my drawer at my house. And that also opened up a lot of positive communication with me and parents. You know, they don't always know how to interact with a student teacher, but I started getting, you know, thank you emails from parents or, hey, do you mind helping my kid after school? Or thanks for doing this with my kid. Or, hey, is there something I can do to help my kid? You know, it just opened that positive line of communication because that's one thing I want to do continuing is I don't want to be that teacher that the first time I contact a parent, it's negative because then it just creates that negative relationship. And so that's my biggest thing is create that positive relationship and find something you can connect to literally anyone. You just have to figure out what it is. And then you have a relationship with that person and everything goes uphill from there. So if my kids learn anything from me, just create a relationship with somebody. It's changes everything. Love that. And it reminds me, and I'm guessing a lot of these kids are going to keep those for a long time. Uh, if I did a good enough job teaching, you guys remember what a lollipop moment is? Yeah, I, re I, <laughs> I remember, remember that. I remember that terminology. You remember yes. the phrase, good enough. Um, so yeah, so that was, a, that was a TED talk that I showed you guys. And, um, and I had both these ladies in our Gov2Gov peer mentoring program. And we called it a lollipop moment, just basically a, a, a simple, small gesture that can make a profound impact. Um, and I guarantee those letters, um, you provided that for, for a lot of the kids in your, your classes. So lollipop moments, love it. I think it's still the uh, cover photo of my Facebook profile, which means I've had it for like five years now. Um, but we're all holding lollipops up in the, in the gym. So, so good job. That's, that's me telling you, keep up those lollipop moments. And it, it, it does, it stems from relationships. So awesome. Stephanie, you're one big thing. Um, something that I've really come to realize, I guess, um, both as a student and as a teacher this year is intelligence or not intelligence, sorry, effort <laughs> overrules intelligence. Um, I was in a class that I needed a C to pass. It's my last math court class. And I went into the final with a D in the <laughs> class. And um, I failed the last exam before that. So the third exam I failed. And I needed a C in the class and I had a D. And so honestly, um, I had one day where I kind of not got down to myself, didn't throw necessarily a pity party, but shed a tear. And then I got home and I studied for a full week over Thanksgiving. Um, my mom, no one really talked to me. I sat at the table and I studied, I made flashcards. I went through every single, like I rewrote all my notes. Um, I watched videos again. I, um, yeah, and I took the test. And honestly, I, I didn't know my grade um, on the final, but I told my mom that's like, I know I gave it my best shot. And I ended up getting a B on the test and he ended up giving me a B in the class. Nice. Um, and in that moment, it was like, it was honestly all, I didn't even care that like, 
I did well. Like I just cared that I gave it my all. And I am realizing that as a teacher too, I look at some of my students and awesome. I'm glad that you got it right away. But those of you who are just trying and you are, you know, you feel like you are failing. They feel like they're failing. My poor seventh graders, sometimes they do something and they don't get it correct. And they go, oh, I don't know it. I say, go back, let's try it again. And they get it. And it's like, and they want, they always go, oh, it makes so much sense. Or I got it. It's like, yes, just keep trying. I care as a teacher that you try way more than you got it right away. Um, you know, if I present a problem to you, there is eventually going to be a problem that you can't get. But if you are not able to give it some effort and try, then I'm a little concerned, um, you know? And so those kids who are just really trying and grinding out there, um, th those are the ones that I am like, you go and you are gonna make it very far in life because life is not going to be easy. You are going to have challenges outside of the math classroom, outside of school that you have to be able to at least give some effort and try and figure it out on your own. Amen. I, I need you to come talk to a few of my bo current boys right now about keep, <laughs> keeping trying. Oh man. Yeah. If you can, if you can just instill that and just let them know that, you know, you don't have to get it the first time, just, just keep going. You're going to get this and um, really important for the, for the younger kids um, to create those habits um, so that they have them um, in high school and beyond. So love that. Keep trying. And a very motivational, inspiring story from your own personal math experience to go with it. I love how he gave you a B. I think. Yes, yeah. I know. Well, I he was probably like giving, I emailed him every single day with <laughs> questions. I even had a Zoom meeting with him because yeah. I wanted to get it right. You know, yeah. I had stuff to learn. And so my one of my friends goes, he probably just wanted you to get out of his class, <laughs> which I'll that, take it. <laughs> that could have been, but I'm sure he, you know, he appreciated how, oh. how badly you wanted to succeed. And and teachers will do that. I, I guarantee he's probably maybe done that before and uh, yeah and yeah okay love it the one big thing relationships and uh keep trying love also it. speaking about relationships yeah. i just want to make a comment that harrison and i have had a friendship since we were four years old so all of you out there and our other best friend is also from pierre <laughs> so your friendship and we met her in elementary school your friendships can last a very long time and be best friends forever. That's amazing. <laughs> who's, who's the other one? Let's, let's Hannah, Hannah Schaefer. Hannah, okay. Another, yeah. uh, another GovToGov, if I remember right. Yes. yes. Okay. Awesome. Shout out to Hannah. We're going to get to shout outs here in a little bit. Before that, <laughs> um, I don't know what you guys know about the NFL. So before, before we get to the pick, um, <laughs> So what I decided a couple of weeks ago, every week, um, my guests pick the Monday night football game, whoever, whatever teams it was. Um, this week, there actually isn't Monday night football anymore, um, just because it's the last week of the season. Anyway, um, and what I decided, um, so every week they pick, if they get it right, um, I'm going to donate $6. If they get it wrong, I'm going to put in 3 bucks. Uh, so I think we're actually like 13 and three or something like that on our picks, which, which is awesome. And what I decided a couple of weeks ago was, um, I didn't know where I was going to take the money. 
And I actually recently just came across um, a podcast called Tuesday People, which is inspired by Tuesdays with Maury, which is my favorite book by by far. Um, and I didn't have you guys in class freshman year, your freshman year, right? No. Okay. So you guys didn't, didn't get to experience Maury with me. Um, but by far my favorite book. Um, it's probably why I'm doing this podcast. Uh, a lot of things in my life I probably wouldn't be doing if I never was introduced to that book. Uh, so Mitch, the author of that book, has an orphanage in Haiti. Um, so his, his orphanage or his charity is called Have Faith Haiti. Um, so we're going to take the money um, and it goes to kids um, getting their education in Haiti that Mitch kind of runs the show, so to speak. So so that's that's where the money's going. So uh, whether you guys get it wrong or right, we're going to we're going to sprinkle some dollars their way. So instead of doing a Monday night game, which there isn't this week, we're going to do the Sunday night game, which is the Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins. They they don't even have a name right now. Uh, they are six and nine. They are playing the Eagles in oh, Philadelphia. They're both really bad. That is true. Uh, the Vegas people think the football team, Washington, is going to win by about one and a half points. So Washington is a slight favorite. I'm going to let you guys. Uh, What's the Eagles record? They are four and ten. Who's got home field advantage? It is in Philadelphia. Ooh. <laughs> so here's here's kind of, I'll, I'll give you guys a little bit more info um so washington if they win they make the playoffs if they lose they're probably not going to actually they won't um and then philadelphia they're just they're just playing for for money basically just because they have to so that is that's kind of the difference between motivation between the two teams All right. Did I lose you? There you are. Oh, oh are we back? We're here back. Now? Okay. I think we're good. I lost you. Uh, my internet connection is unstable. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah, we we're can good. hear you. All right. Hopefully we're back. Hopefully you heard me talk about. Um, yeah, we heard all that. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. So with that, we're, who are we going with? We're going with Washington because okay. they have way more at stake. Okay. And the Eagles are just – I don't like the Eagles. So their fans are mean. So they, I'm going with Washington. That's true. So Washington's kind of like Stephanie with her big test. She needs to get the big win. Hopefully yes. they're hopefully they're studying. And, uh, okay, we're going to pick the, the football team. I love it. And I love their <laughs> name. The football team. Washington. I, the first time I saw their like new logo, I thought it was the Minnesota Gophers logo. Logo, and I was so confused why they were playing in the NFL. <laughs> My favorite is whenever the commentators accidentally say the Washington Redskins. They always oh 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 no the Washington that's, football team. Yeah. <laughs> they always correct each I, other. Yep, and that's it's understandable. If they actually oh, had a real name, it'd be easy, but. Okay, ladies, we are we've come to the end. This is where you guys can give any shout outs that you want to. Um, so we already gave a shout out to Hannah Schaefer, besties for life. Uh, who yeah. else do you guys want to give shout outs to? Um, I I've already talked about her a lot, but my CE or my former CE that I worked under, 
Ann Noyes, I flipping love her. And she has helped me grow so much in the past four or five months. So she gets my first shout out. And then I really want to give one to my mom because like everybody has to give one to their mom and my mom, my mom is my best friend. So hi mom. <laughs> um, I have two. My first one would be to my parents and my brother. Um, we've been home since before Thanksgiving and we're all in the same household again. All of and they're awesome. Um, we literally have had like no fights. Not that we ever really fight, but like, it's been really great and a really enjoyable time being home. And then my last yes, shout out. Please do it. Please do it. Goes out to my boyfriend, Lane. <laughs> um, yeah. Soon. Soon. Okay. So, um, but what I have to say there is life is unexpected and just it's, He's been such a blessing in my life. And um, yeah, it's just, yeah. He's a blessing so in my life and I haven't even met the man. <laughs> but I love him very much. And awesome. thank you, Lane, for always being very supportive and for loving me. That's very, very sweet. Okay. Yeah. I do have to give one more shout out to my Dean of Students at BH, Jane Klug. I got to go to the Philippines with her a couple years ago and nice. that is when Harrison like evolved into Harrison. I realized that I had a voice and I could talk and <laughs> I love that woman. And she basically told me that I had to get my poop in a group and start living life. And so shout out to Jane Clue because I love that woman. Jane, Jane and Lane. Love it. <laughs> Jane, <laughs> Jane Lane. All right. I'm going to give a shout out to, to you guys. Um, after listening to you guys tonight, I can tell uh, just by the words you guys are saying, you're going to be wonderful teachers. So keep, keep yeah, up what you so. guys are up to. Um, and just, you know, take it a day at a time would be my biggest piece of advice for you guys. Um, and a shout out to just all the, all the teachers that, uh, are, are going to get started here and, and the ones that are starting in a year, that's just insane. Um, it will get better once, once we get past, COVID and everything going on, um, it will just, it makes the experience so much better. So the fact that you guys are student teaching in this, it gets easier, um, you know, and you guys, you guys, I'm telling you things you already know, but um, a shout out to, to all the teachers because it's not a profession that most 18, 19, 20 year olds really get excited about and you're not bringing home the cash, cash dollars. So uh, we really just need good quality people in the profession and i know you two will be a part of that so thank you and uh thank you to all the listeners this has been episode 17 with harrison armstrong and stephanie nelson ladies thanks for being here thank you all right take care guys night